pays tribute to Diego one year on from his death as Luciano Spalletti's Azzurri seek to honour their greatest ever player by sustaining a push for the Scudetto. Out to play party poopers tonight, former Napoli coach Maurizio Sarri now in charge of Lazio. Everton's between the lines, able to turn and switch it well for Lozano. Lozano's ball for Mertens, he'll get there too, and Zielinski! Six minutes on the clock, and Zielinski brings the house down at the Maradona. The way he strikes is unbelievable, switch of play again, Lozano got the ball, delivery is not the best, but poor clearance by Cataldi, the ball is there, bang! Zielinski doesn't miss, right foot, left foot there, doesn't make any difference for him, one nil Naples. Napoli moving the ball crisply and with confidence. Fabian Ruiz with the ball over the top, finding Insigne. Here's Mertens now. Dries Mertens, lovely drop of the shoulder, wonderful goal. It is scintillating vintage Napoli. And they've scored twice in the opening nine minutes. It's the old guard doing the business. Patrick is in between two men. He loses Insigne. Great first start by Lucinia there. Couple of big movements, dribble pass, two players, and an easy finish for him. Chiro, as he's been called for all the Napoli fans, he's been a new idol for the Napolitan. On the evening when they recognize the greatest idol of Naples, certainly from a footballing sense, it's the man they call Chiro. Fabian Ruiz linking up with Insigne. Back it goes for the Spaniard. And now Lozano. Mertens wants it and gets it. Mertens! He's done it again! Another beauty from the Belgian. And this is some way to honor the memory of Maradona, Napoli's all-time leading goal scorer. Amazing. Again, Insigne. For Fabian Ruiz, who's found the other side again, Lozano, stopping the ball for Mertens. He knows he wants it to shot from the very first time Lozano receiving the ball. Sweet ball there, and what a goal it is. Again, we are talking about Will Napoli, we miss Oziman, that's the answer. An astonishing performance from Tris Mertens. Back for Di Lorenzo. Fabian Ruiz, this is his sort of range! And it's another one! A fourth for Napoli! And another goal from outside the box from Fabian Ruiz. That is his speciality. And that caps a perfect night at the Maradona. Look, his left foot has been 
always good, but no chance for Reina. There's a couple of bodies in front of him. But wow, what another wonderful goal. He has done that time and time and time again this season. It is a fourth goal, all from outside the box from Fabian Ruiz. He struck at Marassia against both. That is his last act of what has been a picture-perfect evening for Napoli this evening. Blue skies for the Azzurri. As they move three points clear at the Serie A summit, Daniele Orsato does indeed say that will do. Luciano Spalletti with a memorable performance. He's absolutely blown away, Sarri's Lazio side. As always, Rafa Rispo, and we are here today to celebrate a humongous victory. Uh, AC Milan, they defeat. They were defeated today by Sassuolo, uh, three to one. Napoli with a huge, huge, important win today against Lazio to take sole possession of first place. That's right, Lazio come to the Maradona on a day where we remember the one and the only Diego Armando Maradona with a beautiful, um, a beautiful uh, remembrance, a beautiful ceremony, a great uh, a statue put in place, uh, just a fantastic night overall. Uh, I wanted to bring in a guest today to talk about the match and um i was thinking we were going to talk about a hotter uh, like a hotly contested match um unfortunately for him <laughs> it didn't really go that way but we're gonna add to our show today mr sean mcintosh of the laziale of uh he's got a lazio show too and and the lazio lounge and uh sean does a bunch of other things but he's a good friend of mine so i'd like to introduce him in here today sean how you doing today buddy well i uh, appreciate that rafa um certainly uh was hoping to be doing a, a whole lot better than i am post-match but i, I had a, a great uh, couple days off for thanksgiving um you know and, and unfortunately it closes out in a little bit of a whimper and and you said it thought today's match would have been a, a little bit more exciting but uh but alas, it, it certainly was not, at least on my my side of things. Yeah, and I tell you, you know, uh, uh, we're looking at the stats right now. Um, you know, Napoli defeat Lazio four nil. Uh, Zielinski opens up the goals, uh, the goal in the the seventh minute. Three minutes later, Dries Mertens um, 
with his 104th Serie A goal, 137th all time, uh, 38th, 138th all time, and he gets the second of the night for his 105, 139th. Um, and then Fabian in the second half rounds it up to make it four, 15 total attempts by Napoli, six by Lazio, eight attempts on target, two for Lazio. Lazio came knocking at 2-0. Um, uh, we had a, the, the, the ball that hit the crossbar, um, and right before that, I think from that was from the ensuing uh, 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 corner kick after the save by Ospina. Two really nice shots. Um, you know, uh, Immobile had an opportunity also that was saved by Ospina, but just really nothing from Lazio today, Sean. Uh, the possession wasn't too too bad. I mean, 58 by Napoli to Lazio's 42. Um, but you're looking at just a, pretty much a dominating performance by Napoli. What were your takeaways from, from this match uh, in the Lazio perspective? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's certainly dominated in, in every phase of the game. And, and look, I, I said I, I was expecting a little bit of a better match. And and I thought uh, and I was a little bit hopeful because, um, look, Lazio's had their fair share of ups and downs this season. Um, we expected that going into this campaign with Saudi, with us changing our formation, with certainly not necessarily having the players suited for you know, a four, three, three, and, and there was going to be a lot of adjustments. Um, we've seen though, uh, this team wake up for big matches and, uh, certainly what I saw out of them in Europa on Thursday against locomotive was a team that, uh, you know, it, it, it was one of their highs. They played Saudi ball to, uh, maybe the best we've seen all season. Everybody was, 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 connecting on their passes. The movement was great. Uh, and, and I was really hopeful because, you know, unfortunately a week ago, Lazio lost two nil to Juve. Um, I was at Stadio Olimpico for that match and, and it was a bummer, but you know, a big part of that was uh, they weren't run out of the building. I mean, it, it was, it was a match where two zero zero flattered uh, Juve. Right. You know, they had two penalties, right. you know, from the run of play, a draw was probably deserved. It was certainly by, by no means a good Lazio performance, but they were playing without Cheeto and, and, and Lazio is a very different team without Cheeto. And so Cheeto returns and we see a much more fluid um, uh, run of play, build up goals against locomotives. So going into this match, I'm thinking, all right, look, I know Lazio wakes up for big matches. You know, we played well a few days before we've got Cheeto back. Um, uh, Madusic had been out because of COVID. I, I thought he could return, but most certainly I, I, I know Lazzari got some minutes in Europa. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, great. Lazzari's back. He's going to be in the starting lineup. Cheeto's back. We should have our strongest 11. Um, my hope and my prayer was that Strakosha would be in goal. I continually be, uh, am disappointed in, in Serie A games because I go into every match hoping that he's our starting keeper. Um, but Reyna was 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 particularly awful against Juve. And then Strakosha had a nice performance midweek. So I thought uh, this would be the opportunity for him. So uh, when the starting 11 comes out and, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Patrick and again, Reyna, um, a little bit nervous, you know, and, and right off the bat, I mean, I, I don't even have a chance to, you know, settle into my couch 
uh, <laughs> before boom, you guys hit us uh, right in the mouth and, and then, you know, follow it up uh, again. And, and it's, you know, a couple mistakes on our end. Um, but, you know, from there on, you guys dominated every phase. And it was yeah. honestly really hard to find anything positive, um, which is frustrating because I, I made this comment on, on Twitter. Like, yes, ups and downs were expected, but a match like this where you're just completely no showing. Yeah. Uh, that that's not okay. Uh, for me. So it, it was a tough one. Well, okay. So to be fair, I mean, last season when Diego Maradona passed away, uh, it was on the 25th, you know, they had to play or yeah, I believe he was on the 25th. They had, to, yeah, they had to play against, um, Rieka Napoli in the Europa League right after that. They ended up winning that at the Maradona, uh, at the San Paolo at that point, uh, still named San Paolo 2-0. And then the tribute match to him, uh, the first league match was a 4-0 defeat. Um, uh, we, we defeated Roma 4-0 at the, at the San Paolo as well. Empty stadium, really, really, really eerie. Uh, but I feel like when Napoli have a, a real reason to play, they play. I mean, I'm not saying that they're, that they're uninspired at times, but it could seem like it. I mean, look at Lazio. Lazio went in to the, the midweek. They went to Russia. Uh, they actually, they went to Mo Moscow as well. So did we, and came away the winners and put themselves in a great position, you know, qualified for the next round, but Napoli had to go. And now there's work to, they went, they, they didn't get the result. Now there's work to do, but then today comes, where there's glitz and glamour and Fabio Cannavaro's in the stands. And, you know, uh, um, the FIFA president is in the stands and Ferlaino, the former Napoli owner president is in the stands. And it's, it's a whole to do where they bring out this, this statue on the pitch. You know, I feel like Napoli should leave that statue right where it's at so that they can come out and be inspired. Um, uh, but you know, I, do you think maybe Lazio were a little bit intimidated instead of just outplayed by the situation? I mean, because, because to me, and then really quick before you answer, I want to shout out the chat. I just want to say hi to the chat. Thank you all for joining. Thank you for commenting. I'll get to your comments and questions soon. But we're talking with Sean McIntosh, uh, uh, representing Lazio today. Um, do you think that the, overall uh you know show and the 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 attendance of the Napoli faithful and the 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 expectation was Napoli needs to come in and wipe the floor with them uh do you think maybe that had a factor in Lazio's game or or well, or, I, or not I think it's I think it's a, a a big factor in 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 maybe um, why you guys came out really really quick I think um, Lazio has this tendency uh, to have lapses in concentration especially early in matches where you know they're expecting to settle in and you guys came uh, hopped up I mean hopped up on, on, on some of that stuff that uh, Maradona used to be hopped up on. Oh, that's you know, it, was, <laughs> it was, you know, and, and, and I wouldn't make those allegations, my friend. <laughs> that, uh, that's, and, a, and, that's a big allegation to make. Uh, I, get, I know what you're saying. And, and look, uh, there lots of that team that, that that's, that's going to be advantageous because uh, I mean, they got caught snoozing and, and you guys are energetic. And I think, um, 
caught up in the moment. Absolutely. But um, I, so, so, so for me, that gives me every reason why Napoli came out on fire and, and motivated. It's still hard to understand why Lazio didn't. I mean, Intimidated is going to like, this isn't a, a group that's, that's 22 years old, first mm-hmm. time. I mean, they're, they're one of the older Serie A sides in the league. And, and these are players now, you know, the, the majority of them have played in, in pretty big matches. I mean, Cheeto, you know, obviously part of the Euro. Um, the, these guys have, have been together through Champions League now. So, you know, I mean, just having played in, in Moscow, an intimidating um, stadium, you know, so for me, I, I can understand why Napoli is going to be hopped up. It's just hard to understand why in a match that is so big, that does have a lot of this glitz and glamour and knowing that, you know, Lazio typically does show up, you know, for the bigger games. It's, it's the, they'll stumble, you know, against the Genoa's, the Bologna's, the Verona's. And, and that's where I'll usually be frustrated. So today it was, they should have every reason to be um, keyed in and zoned in on this matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, especially knowing where where they sit in the table and and um, Juve obviously dropping yesterday, wanting to create some separation and, and knowing there's like if if they want any chance at a top four, Atalanta is is not dropping points right now. No. So, you know this this was the one um, again whether or not they they win or lose is is another thing, but just completely getting shell shocked to me was was a little frightening. Yeah. And you mentioned Juve dropping points to Atalanta. Um, You know, Milan dropping points uh, to Sassuolo today was important for Napoli where Napoli normally don't capitalize on those situations. So I was a little worried about Lazio coming in too. Let's not forget Maurizio Sarri's return to, to, to the Maradona. You know, he, he's got a few players on his team now that, that are uh, recognized and, and, and know Napoli's style, so to speak. You know, I mean, a few managers later, but still there's some of those core players there that they're familiar with so that they know, you know, where Mertens is going to shoot, where Insigne is going to put the ball, where Koulibaly is going to be, which, which, which side he's going to play. You know, you got Usai and you got Pepe Reina and you have Maricio Sari who knows the, who knows those guys too. So, you know, it was very worrying at first, but once, I mean, the ball one kick of the ball and that was it like it was just Lazio were were missing in action and I want to talk about that I want to get to the chat really quick I just want to shout out a few guys Mateo uh, Casale Buonasera Rafa great weekend thank you Mateo yes it was a great weekend Uh, my good buddy uh, Frank sidekick aka Henry Bell on far from Vesuvius Cheeto and I believe he means Mertens had a great game today two goals and he ran the game um uh, Pat Patrick had a total shocker. He looked like he had won a competition to take part. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know. I mean, let's go to the, let's go to the lineup. You had Reina in goal, Husai in the left, the Chadri, Felipe Anderson and Patrick, uh, uh, Luis Arbeto, Cataldi and Milinkovic Savic in the middle, Felipe, uh, uh, Pedro on the left, Immobile in the middle, Felipe Anderson on the right. Um, yeah, Patrick was not really himself, was he today? I I, I just don't well, think that. I think he whole- was absolutely. I think he was himself, and that's the problem. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah. T- typically, so um, he. 
I don't know. Look, Lazzetti, it was coming off of an injury. Uh, he played against Locomotive. He came on in the second half as a substitute. So I was expecting the fact that Lazzetti was back, got some game time against Locomotive. I was assuming that he was fit enough to start this match. Pati, right, he was missing here, I think. Yeah, so so typically Lazzetti, it, you're, you're either going to see a Lazzetti or Madusic play in that right back position. Madusic had COVID, um, so it, you know, still out from that. Lazzetti, I thought was going to, and look, they 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 ran out Lazzetti at the second half too, so he was fit enough. Yeah, like right at the second back to back game. So I yeah. was confused. And Patrick, for me, there's there's three players uh, that that frustrate me to no end. That look, I, I want them. Um, I, I, yeah, <laughs> excommunicated. It's it's, it's Patrick, it's Reina, and it's Murici. Ooh, Reina, um, there's a hot take. Yeah, okay, yeah, Reina's got to go. Um, honestly, he, so you're comfortable with Strakosha back there instead of Reina? Uh, Strakosha is the better keeper. I mean, he okay. uh, he's he's a he's a much better shot stopper. Look, Strakosha is a is a um, he's a great stop shopper, uh, shot stopper. Shot he struggles he, he struggles a, a little bit when it comes to playing the ball with his feet, which obviously in a Saudi system. Um, but look, Reina ha, continuously makes uh, big mistakes, and um, he just he can't be counted on to come up with a big save. And 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 you guys had some. Great goals, and that's not to say that Strakosha would have stopped a couple of these. I mean, they were some great shots. It's just that Reyna will 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 provide you zero saves. You know, the the saves he's going to make are ones that are relatively routine. Um, it's he just is is not like he's had a great career, and, and he was mm. once a, a very very good keeper. He's yeah. just not there anymore. He doesn't have the athleticism. Was just gonna say, I mean, under under Saudi at Napoli, it was a different story. I think Reina was punching above his weight. You know, he 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 made a lot of really key important saves, and he was really good with the distribution. That was a big thing for Saudi, you know, to yeah. distribute the ball back out. Um, I'm not saying he was he was the best keeper we ever had, but I'm saying under Saudi's system, it worked. Yeah, um, and he can still do that. It's just that uh, unfortunately, Saudi. It is is to me, my opinion is that he is overvaluing his distribution um, when ultimately yeah. at the end of the day, a, a keeper's primary job is, is to make saves. And so, you know, it's, it's really frustrating um, that he, he continues to roll him out as, as the starting 11. And I get there's a relationship and, and he trusts him, but um, it just like he's, he's, he's late thirties now. He just doesn't quite have it. I hear you. Maximus 1318 able. Here's a Lazio positive. It was only four. Not even trying to be funny. Uh, Napoli could have probably scored a few more. Um, uh, Sal de Brita says Lazio can either annihilate our team or be training cones. Super inconsistent and our motivated side caught the latter side. So let's talk about that real quick because Sadi, you know, normally by now the team is, is really responding well to Sadi ball. We saw the first couple games Lazio played. I mean, it was pretty great, you know, uh, 6-1, right? Uh, both a uh, b- bunch of big wins. Giving up early goals, but then coming, coming, you know, coming together, getting the goals. Um, 
is Saudi are you still okay with Saudi here? Like is it is it frustrating you right now? Do you think that now should be the time? Because even Saudi at Napoli when he first started, it was a slow start. But by now they got the ball rolling and by the winter they were champions, winter champions. So what's and and personally I had Lazio in in third place. I thought they'd finish third this season. Um there's still a lot of time left. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But 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 where they stand now, are you okay with Saudi and what, what he's doing with the club? Yeah, I'm absolutely okay. Um, and, and look, there there needs to be a level of patience and understanding why we're struggling the way we're struggling today. Aside, today was 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 pretty bad. I, I think that you know there there's there's got to be a, a mentality issue when when it comes to just completely not waking up for a match like this, but you know, you take today outside of it. I mean, look, the, the Juve match um, again, run a play. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we were in there. It wasn't good. We were without Cheeto. We know how much uh, he factors into that yes. two yes. penalties, all, all of that. So for me, you know, we're, we were right in the thick of things, you know, a couple points behind Atalanta for a, a top four finish, but look, a, a top four finish this year um, to me, it, it, it's, uh, I had us, uh, I predicted that we would finish in the top four and it's not necessarily because I think I said this to somebody today. It's not that I think highly of us. It's that, um, it, it, to me, I just think a little bit less of the, the teams that we're in the race for. Obviously we know what Juve is doing They're They're just not a strong side this year. Roma, mm-hmm. I don't think is very good either, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they've been bossed, um, and they've been inconsistent as well. And then Atalanta, I thought, was going to be there for the taking. Lost a couple key players, I thought, towards the end of this cycle. And, and what they're doing is, is pretty remarkable because they keep chugging along. Um, Gasparini, you know, is, is, um, as much as I dislike him. You know, Same. I mean, as a we're, manager, we're there. <laughs> got to respect the, the, I yeah. mean, what he's doing with the resource. Incredible. And so, but I thought that they would be there for the taking, that they would slip up um, and – and look, we just don't have the players for Saudi, so that's that's where it's going to. It's not it's not going to happen this season, no matter what. It it wasn't ever going to be a situation where by winter it's just us clicking. There right now is an over reliance on a couple players, uh, and, and that's seeing some fatigue. Uh, so uh, a, a perfect example is Felipe Anderson. Felipe mm. Anderson was one of our best players for you know, a, a good percentage of the start of this season game in and game out. He was actually consistent, which was one of the biggest knocks from him uh, in his first tenure with us. And then one of his biggest knocks at West Ham was just, he would go from being a world-class player in one match to being you know largely invisible the next, mm-hmm. but we saw a really consistent Felipe Anderson, you know, today he was invisible. Uh, he, he's really struggled the past few matches. He's played in every single match. Um, and, and he's had very few breaks. And so that's, you're starting to see the effect there. There's a, a massive reliance on Pedro, um, who, uh, all the credit in the world, I think he's what 34, 35, and, and he plays like a 24 year old. He seemingly has the most energy on Lazio for being one of the older players. Um, but, but like, we just have no. It's not even, there's just no ability to rotate and give these guys a rest. I mean, much, you know, again, Europa, we're playing a lot of the same guys. Cheeto, if Cheeto's not playing, we're, we've got no chance whatsoever. Murici being that 
uh, backup striker who just offers nothing to the point where if Cheeto's not playing, Sadi's having to go to a false nine and play Pedro. So again, not giving Pedro any rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest issue. We'll see, you know, a big part of signing Sadi and a big part of why I was excited, you know, outside of his credentials, like we know he he's, he's, you know, we know what he did at Napoli. We know, you know, he, he was able to go to Juve and I think his tenure now at Juve looks a whole lot more impressive, you know, given you know what we're seeing out of that side. Sure. But for me, it, it, it was a uh, statement that uh, we were going to invest in the club um, and, and do something in the transfer windows because Sadi wasn't just going to sign up, um, you know, just to kind of uh, <laughs> let things go as it is. So I, I think he's competitive. I think we'll hopefully he's made some requests, you know, that it's out there that we uh, he wants to sign a left back and a backup striker in this winter transfer. So I don't think we can judge anything until we get through this summer transfer window and we see you know, if Lotito puts a little bit of, of money where his mouth is, mm-hmm. um, and then we could give Saudi a, a fair chance. But I think uh, everybody's, you know, that that Saudi said from the beginning, this entire season was going to be a transition. So mm-hmm. we'll see what it looks like. I mean, it's, the, it's, it's fair. That's the only fair assessment, you know, a, a transition season when a new manager comes in. I mean, I remember when we signed Saudi from Empoli and was like, what are we doing? Why are we getting this guy? Who is this guy? You know, but uh, uh, he, he, you know, he transitioned well. I think a team like Lazio is his perfect, his perfect fit. And I think if he can get the players that he wants from Lotito, he's very, Lotito is a very stubborn guy too, just like ADL is. Yeah. Um, but if he can get Lotito to get him some of the players that he needs, then you guys should be okay. The problem is what Frank sidekick says right here. X has played in every single match. Could be a quote from our podcast when Saudi was in charge, which is true. Yep. We, I mean, by the end of the season, your guy, uh, your guys are going to be <laughs> dead tired. Uh, you know, you'll go, you'll go far. You know, you, I, I can see Lazio picking it up and and being okay. You know, maybe even next season finishing high. But you guys will, you know, will will suffer the uh, no rotation consequences. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Um, uh, there was another one in here that I wanted to bring up. That was, uh, it was from, uh, it was from someone who had a Lazio question. Uh, can't really find it right now, but we can, we can continue. I just want to say hi to everybody that's in here again. Uh, we got Vincenzo Bertillo came in, uh, Sean, who said hi to both of us earlier. I put him up there. Vincenzo says, Rafa, tell me you cop that kit from today. I cop more than one of those kits from today. I, I I have to say the Maradona tribute kits I'm in love with. Um, and I bought a plethora of all of them, which is ridiculous. I spent so much money on them, but uh, I have some and I'm selling some if you guys want it. <laughs> uh, I can't keep all of them, obviously. Um, but, but they've been selling out so quickly that I figured let me buy a few. So if our guys need them, you know, we, I can, Throw him in there. Um, Sal de Brita says, Sadi doesn't know rotation. He Has he established his routine, three subs, every match like he did for us? Um, do you feel like the substitutions are plug and play? Um, exactly what, what he says. Plug and play, Sadi subs. 
how I don't miss those days. I mean, see, and Saudi was such a great manager for us when it comes to results and what we got, like, like the, like, you know, exciting play and all that stuff at the end of the day, no trophies. um, And uh, he went to our rivals. So, you know, you know how that works out. Yeah. But are you are you uh, noticing a lot of that like same same old same old from him? It's it. I want to say yes and no, but but I, I'll lean a little bit more no because it's it would be unfair just because he doesn't have the players right now to to be he doesn't have the luxury to let, let me throw in you know and, and go deep into the bench. You know, I, I think he's done a fairly decent job, actually, on on giving some youngsters a try. So uh, Raul Moro um, is an 18-year-old from Spain who uh, us Lazio fans have been clamoring for, you know, the past year and a half to two years, mm-hmm. you know, because he was such a hot prospect. Um, and Inzaghi never gave him a, a real chance, you know, even in, in matches where you know, we'd either get blown out or we were up by a few goals. We wanted to see the kid play. And, and Sadi's actually done a pretty nice job of giving him uh, very meaningful minutes. Uh, so that's been nice to see. Um, you know, Basic has, has, has become a, a part of the rotation now where we've seen him come in. Um, early in the season, he actually benched Luis Alberto uh, mm. for Pro. Um, and, 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 you know, didn't think that uh, Alberto and Milinkovic Savage could play together defensively. He's, you know, he wasn't stubborn in that situation and uh, came back around and, and understood what Luis Alberto actually provides, you know, and, and today was another example. Uh, you know, we've got Patrick starting. No way he should be starting. And, you know, so I, I'll say he's he's done an okay job trying to, um, give people opportunities. Another example is is look, Lucas Leva was our our starter uh, in the me- the middle of the pitch. He he was our starter for many many years under Inzaghi. Mm-hmm. Uh, came into this season was penciled in in the starting eleven under Sadi's system, and then Kataldi, who you know I, we, I've been a big fan of, mm-hmm. really started showing signs of you know being that Jorginho type. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, Cataldi is now uh, penned in in that at starting 11, where Lucas Leva is maybe getting some of those Europa games coming in at in the second half. So to me, that shows a little bit of an evolution for, for Sadi because, you know, he's been willing to change. But at the end of the day, when he doesn't have the players, you know, he's right. look, he, he's given Murici uh, some chances and and, and, and that guy. Yeah, you know, I don't want to speak too yeah. negative, but he just offers nothing, absolutely nothing. And so, um, what is Sadi supposed to do? Like without Cheeto, what he's he's got no other options. You know, mm-hmm. and cheeto has been a warrior throughout his career. He'll play every single match, all ninety minutes. And so, you know, unfortunately, that's that's what he has to do. And and you know, if if not for Pedro, um, Zakani is another player that we got over the summer. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Who's a nice player, but he's been injured. You know. Yeah. And, so you saw him come in today a little bit, um, you know, coming He's, back. He was on our radar too for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So unfortunately. Basic too, to be honest with you. Basic too was, was on our radar, to, radar too. And, and then here I was thinking, oh, you know, these are, these are typical Saudi moves. Yep. And he picked them up. So they should be doing good. That was one of the factors why I put them in third place. I think, 
the, the team has quality. I think they do. I think all around they have a good team and can. It's just that back line. I mean, that's that's, it. that's the you that's the challenge. That. It's the yeah. same story that's that's been haunting us these past few years. It's uh, look the the two seasons ago before COVID struck. You know, there there was a very real. I'll I'll go to my deathbed um, honestly in, in my heart of hearts, believing that um, we would have won the Scudetto. Um, if, mm, if, not if not for COVID, you yeah. know, and, and I'm and, with you there. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you know, we, we didn't come back right. We didn't have um, the depth. And, and for us, it always goes back to our defense. And, um, you know, he I can't play every single match. Uh, obviously, he's he, he's he's not the strongest of left backs. And, and then, you know, anytime you've got to rely on a Patrick, um, it's going to be problematic. And so, we know that we need to sign some center backs. A Chad B is obviously getting up there in age now. And, and so he's not, uh, he's going to need somebody to be able to ultimately hand that position off to. Um, so until they get their defense, right, it, it doesn't really matter how strong, you know, our attack and, and midfield is because, you know, we're going to give up goals. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, bring another one of these comments up from earlier. It was can't wait to see Zakani get more time. That's from Mike Lisi, who's a Milanista. Um, you know, this is good for the national team. I think we need to get, uh, you know, we need to get these younger players out there playing a little bit more too. Uh, he does ask what you think of Lazio's poor road results. Is it a fluke or the schedule or what? Well, we'll have you answer this. Then I'll ask you another question, and then we'll wrap up the frenemies. I guess this is a hybrid frenemies episode. I guess we'll call that frenemies slash post game, and then we'll get more into. Uh, hopefully, you can stick around and and answer a few uh, uh, questions on your views of what Napoli did. I know that your central focus was Lazio and their performance, but let's talk a little bit about Napoli too. Um, but what did you think of? What do you think of their poor road results? Is it a fluke of the schedule or what? Um, I, I don't think it can be considered a fluke at, at this point. I think, again, it goes back to a mentality uh, issue. You know, they, they, they get excited. They get hopped up about big moments. They get excited about seeing the Curva Nord. Um, mm-hmm. Again, another reason why I, I think this club was impacted when COVID hit, uh, because they were absolutely dominant at home. And then all of a sudden they were losing a lot of home matches. So I, I think, um, when they don't have that behind them, you know, they, t- they tend to get lose a little bit of focus. They, they don't have that extra boost. So for them, I, I think it's something that they're going to have to address because their, their road form is absolutely um, abysmal. And, and so mm-hmm. I, I think it comes down to just mentality. And then I guess we'll throw this one last one up. Luis Alberto Frank asks, uh, probably – the player from any other club I'd like to see at Napoli, not sure this formation suits him. What do you reckon? Um, I mean, look, I, I think he is a player that's um, proving that he can play in, in some different formations and, and be successful. I mean, last year he's playing in a, a three, five, two this year, he's in a four, three, three. Um, you know, when, when you're that creative with the ball, your feet, you can, uh, the right coach can find, a place for you. And, and, and he is a little bit more of that um, old school number 10, you know, let him roam a little bit and make plays. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd hate to lose him, but I, I think he's a player that, um, you know, any team would be very excited to have. I agree. Uh, 
Where do you see Lazio ending up after? I mean, I know it's only match 14 or 15. Yeah, it's it's hard not to overreact after this (laughs) um, type of a matchup. But look, I, I think they'll... I think they'll finish in Europa. Um, unfortunately, I think that's where they'll they'll fit. I think ultimately that would be um, a fine. I think that's realistic, and I think it's within. When you look at how much they spent, when you look at it being a transition year, um, I I know I'm going to be you know pissed either way. Um, but I think the realistic taking a step back and looking at it, I think it's the realistic fair assessment, given where where they're at, is that a Europa League spot would be just fine. Um, I, th- I think that's on par with where they should finish uh, this year, but um, yeah, we'll see. Coppa Italia. Man, that, you know, it's funny because that competition is such a crapshoot. It, like it's honestly the hardest thing to predict. It really is. Anyone like, can win that. Thing. Anybody can win it. It, it. And it also really depends on what you're doing in the league. I, I think that, you know, you look at Napoli right now, Honestly, I would peg you guys as as not going far in Coppa Italia because th- now that focus, you start to sniff, you know, uh, and I don't want to say the words, but you start to sniff mm-hmm. this, this Scudetto a little bit. And so your focus is going to be on that. So that's where I see, um, you know, a club like Lazio when, when things aren't going that well, you mm-hmm. know, in league play, you start to direct your attention. And, and, and Lazio has been great at that, you know, in seasons where they're not doing as well as they had hoped you know, and, and, and rallying around Coppa Italia and finding a way to, to win a trophy. So I, I could see them going far in that comp. Um, What about in the Europa League? I mean, so you guys have clinched qualification. You play Galatasaray for basically for the group win. Um, Galatasaray beat you 1-0 last time on that Strakosha blunder, which I couldn't believe. Uh, <laughs> but a 2-0... Or you know a uh, a better result than one nil um, will will have you guys win the group, and that's pretty big. Uh, I can't stress enough on this platform. I've said it so many times that people are probably sick of it, but uh, I I need Napoli to win the group so they don't play in February because that's huge. They don't they lot Napoli and Lazio win their groups. They don't play again until March in the Europa League. So for me, especially with the Africans leaving and now Aussie men's injured until uh, end of February, it's humongous for me. So um, are you particularly um, focused as a, as a supporter on the Europa League as well? Now, what I say, I say these things and Saudi with Napoli was notorious for tanking out of competitions to get what he wanted in Serie A. And it was the most annoying thing in the world. So how are, are you expecting to go a little further in the Europa League as well? Or because that's not a crapshoot. No. Europa Italia, it, yes. Europa yeah. League, no. Yeah, I, I think um look, uh, Europa has there's great competition in, in Europa League. Um I Ciao, Frank, think, thank you. Good night, my friend. I Sorry. think I think they'll do well uh, because I think there will be a, a little bit of a focus on it. Saudi's actually done um again, he doesn't have very many options. So it's not like he's going to go in a a full rotation and we're going to see a completely different starting 11. So, um, you know, it's that balance where all all of a sudden we do well in this competition in in Europa, but it's hurting our city out performances too. So um, look, I I think, I think um, they are expected to, 
to do well in it. One of the things I liked uh, about Simone Inzaghi is, is he typically tried to win every match. Mm-hmm. Now they'd be a little bit lack, lackadaisical sometimes uh, when it came to Europa, but you know, from a lineup and tactics standpoint, they did go for it. So um, yeah, I, I think they'll wake up for, for uh, an opportunity against Galatasaray and, and your point um, is a big one. I mean, for them to, to get a break and not have to play in February is massive. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think they'll be hungry to do it. My expectations as a fan is, is I'm taking Europa um, relatively seriously. Uh, obviously, um, you know, if, if we were a little bit more uh, in the champions league race, I think I I'd, I'd want to uh, make sure we're resting players, but yeah, we'll see. Right. Right. I hear you. All right. Well, Good luck to Lazio the rest of the way. I mean, you know, you got us, uh, you got Udinese on Thursday. You've got some uh, at home, some Doria away on Sunday. Two, two pretty tough games. Yeah. Uh, Galatasaray, like we mentioned on that Thursday, the 9th, and then Sassuolo uh, at home uh, away on the 12th. So those are your next four. And then Lazio, uh, Lazio played Genoa at home after that, 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 and then Venezia on the road that rounds up December. So, you know, matches that you can rebound in, honestly, yep. tough yep. ones, tough yeah. ones, but matches you should get results in. Yeah. Uh, let's keep, let's keep Chido Immobile healthy. So that you I was, I was going to ask duty. before I jumped off, I was going to ask you a question because uh, I was very happy to see uh, a, a shift from, from a number of, of Azzurri fans when it came to Chido Immobile all of a sudden, uh, yeah. g- given our performances. And I was happy to see you be, you as, as one of those uh, folks. Yeah. So, so tell me what, tell me kind of your mindset, how you feeling about, you know, these playoffs and, and who do you want to see, um, you know, at that number nine position? Well, I'd rather see Immobile right now. Um, nobody stands out to me to replace him. Immobile offers things that people don't see. I don't think, you know, yeah, he's he has a, a tough time scoring when it counts in in the Azzurri. Um, sometimes he's non-existent, but there are things that he does off the ball that players like Zeko does, players like Victor Osimhen does, uh, you know, players like Luca Toni did, players like Christian Vieri did. When you draw these defenders away from other players, uh, like you know, you're you're your, your wings and, and, and your, your, you know, your midfielders and those guys have quality. They'll, they'll end up doing some damage and we can see clearly that after the euros, the dip in form for Italy was due most part to maybe Immobile not doing it the correct way or him being injured and out. Now, I think I fully believe that if we had Immobile playing against uh, Switzerland and Northern Ireland, we would have come away winning in that and and, and qualifying directly. Um, I'm very happy to see that he's back and playing well as far as the Azzurri is concerned. I'm not supposed to say this because he's a mortal enemy, but I'm really upset that Chiesa was injured, but thankful that he'll be back by January just uh, in time for March's uh, playoffs. And as far as who you know the 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 draw we were given, um, no Elmas for North Macedonia is huge for me because, you know, not just because he's a Napoli player, Elmas is their best player. You know, he's come up with huge goals, historic goals for North Macedonia, um, and I think without him there, the 
North Macedonia isn't good enough to beat Italy. So I feel like we will qualify. Um, I feel like we will qualify. I was going to say I feel like we'll definitely get past that semifinal. But um, I, I think we'll qualify. I think we can beat Portugal. I think once March comes around we're, we're, and we're all healthy and working and we have something to play for, Mancini will take care of it. Um, and whether it's Turkey or Portugal, I think we got it. You know, um, Hakan is playing great for Milan, though, so watch out. And Turkey can, you know, they're a good team. They're not like just because we spanked them around in the Euros and they did really bad. It doesn't mean they're not a, they're they're a good team. They can they can beat Portugal. Yep. So if they could beat Portugal, we have to be afraid of them. But Portugal too has been dipping and slipping. You know, the, the Serbia game they lost in the last minute. We could beat them. We could do it. Yeah, so we can, I'm, it's always on 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 um, the mentality that that we go into a match with. I think that's always been the the biggest challenge. Like we can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on that same note, we can also lose to anybody. Sure, you know, or, is, or not get the result we need right, to anybody. Right. Yeah. We, you know, sure. and that that's the that's the challenge. Um, the thing know, that, that pisses that, me off, Sean, is that the the the, the, the and I don't want to harp too much on Jorginho because Jorginho. I mean, he didn't play well either in those two games against yep. Switzerland and Northern Ireland, but he's been like the glue in that midfield for sure. Him missing that penalty against Switzerland and that if he hits that and the Northern Ireland result is enough to qualify for the World Cup, that nil-nil. Yeah. If it was 2-1 yep. against Switzerland, nil-nil. Switzerland could have beat Bulgaria 50-50-nil. to 50 nil. Yeah. And we would have qualified, you know, so that's annoying, very, very annoying to me. But I think that I, and I was just talking to, you know, I call my cousin after the game. We speak, we talk, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking about Immobile and how he's back. And, you know, he was contained today, obviously. But um, but that it's good to see him back and playing because we're going to need him. But who else to put there? You know, yeah. Uh, you're going to put an unproven Skamaka. Yeah, he's doing well, but mm, unproven. Raspadori, you know, he went to the he went to the Euros, but he's not proven either. Belotti, he got injured today, but but he's worse than Immobile in the, in the national team, if you ask me. And who else? You can't put Insigne at a false nine. If anything, nope. they should have done a Chiesa instead of Insigne or just played Belotti. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and if, look, Mancini's the one. Ultimately, you know, it, it's it was always funny to me during Euro. Uh, the, the run because everybody's raving in Mancini we trust, but then it's like, well, why is he starting Immobile? And, and for me, it's um, look, he's obviously the one, he has a very specific system and, and it's working and he trusts them. And he obviously sees it in practice. He sees it on the training pitch. And, you know, the biggest difference when you look at like what Sadi does with Cheetah in that four, three, three versus what Mancini does you know, the biggest thing is the way that their wingers play. So like mm-hmm. a Felipe Anderson and Pedro, they're they're playing in service of Cheeto. So mm-hmm. Cheeto's making his runs uh, to find open space so that, that they can find him and ultimately he can score. You know, whereas for Mancini, he's got players like Chiesa who has an eye for the net. Like mm-hmm. Chiesa's looking to take a defender on. Same as, you know, Insigne is great at taking a defender on whipping that ball in and, and, and trying to curl one in. And so they're not necessarily looking to feed Cheeto so that Cheeto can score. It's just Cheeto's assignments most of the time are move, move, move. And he's, he's always running, you know, create some space. 
And, and that way those guys have the opportunity to beat one man, hopefully have enough space uh, and score. And that's, that's really the focus of his system. Now, like, no, don't get me wrong. Are there times where, where Cheeto needs to finish? Like, of course, you know, but you know, a lot of times all those other things get completely unnoticed, you know, and, and the work rate that he's putting in to open it up, you know, just gets forgotten. And, and in matches like this, like Mancini trusts him, you know, and, and he's going to mm-hmm. trust him because that's, that's what that system needs. So, um, and, and look, look at when the Azzurri have always been successful. There's not been some world-class Lewandowski type, you know, that just bags goals. That's never what the Azzurri have been. You know, the, the only time you've, you've probably ever seen that was Paolo Rossi, but yeah. Rossi wasn't that type of a player for, for club level. It was, you know, he just, he, he did it at the world cup and that was, that was about it. But Luca Toni wasn't bagging no. goals, you know, two no. goals in the world cup. People forget no. that. No. Uh, and, and, and to your point, I mean, take a look over your shoulder there. You got Fabio Grosso on your wall, right? you know, yeah. uh, he came up so humongous for that's, Italy. That's in actually Pirlo. Pirlo. Oh, is that Pirlo? Yeah, it's, it's Pirlo. It's an autographed Pirlo painting. Uh, yeah, post-world. Oh, all right, yeah. All right, all right. But it looks it, like it's, it it's, looks it's, like. Well, so I can't see that clearly. Yeah, you're thinking of the the head. I'm wedding. thinking of yeah, because I was yeah. gonna say today's today was Grosso's birthday, which is yes, cool. yes. Um, but yeah, now that I've zoomed in, I can see that it is Pirlo. There you go. All right, <laughs> I had to zoom in for that. Um, so Sean. Y- Enough of the national team. <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's let's talk a little bit about Napoli. I mean, how did you how did you find Napoli today? I mean, yeah, brilliant. Not, uh, every yeah. every phase of the game, but it was it was brilliant. I was really. I can't think of one passing. player. Yeah, I mean, the, the the passing was remarkable. I mean, I mean, even late in the match, they did such a great job of killing the match. You know, um, Lazio is kind of running around. Uh, it's it's like I don't know, Rafa. Do you play FIFA? Yeah, I mean a lot less now, but I so, I, so it's, I do. It's like when you're playing online and, and you're in need of, oh. of a goal or two, and the, the you you're playing against somebody that's just so smart that just knows how to keep the ball and, and pass it real quick to the open man, just killing it off it, and you have no ability to get the ball. You know, honestly, I'm watching it, and I, it was just hats off because obviously you guys came out quick and, and scored those goals. But you could have very easily taken your foot off the gas, allowed Lazio to find a little bit of momentum. Uh, and, and you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, they had their chances. Achebe hit the crossbar off of a nice header. But right. outside of that, that's that's from a set piece, did absolutely great to, to obviously a couple wonder goals. Uh, you know, the, 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 what, the I want to say was the second goal was just some really, really poor defending. Um, Patrick is, is so far away from his defender. <laughs> He's forcing a, a Chadby to come and switch. He has, uh, Patrick has at that point, no ability to get back to his guy. Mm-hmm. They're sliding, you know, and, and, and Dries, uh, you know, your cheer up. Total control. It's yeah. great to just control it smooth, smooth as can be, you know, and, and tucks it in. And so, you know, but you guys could have done real easy to just take your foot off, play a little bit sloppy, lose concentration. That to me, and I don't want to, there's, there's a long season ahead, but that to me was a performance of a champion mm-hmm. because ultimately uh, it comes down to mindset. It's really easy uh, to get excited, to start feeling yourself and, and then allow that concentration to slip. 
this is the type of performance that if, if Napoli can continue to just replicate that, I, I mean, it, it's, it was an absolutely brilliant performance top down. Yeah, there could there there was not a single player that I can think of that started this match that uh, didn't deserve tens across the board. I mean, I think everybody. I mean, let's let's take a look at foot mob. Foot mob. We use foot mob for stats here, uh, Sean. So, Ospina, Di Lorenzo, Ramani, Kulibali, Mariri, Lobotka, Fabian, and I was afraid of Lobotka starting, but as Ale would point out here, Lobotka was outstanding. Yes, he was. Uh, I wanted Deme to start since he just recently, uh, uh, you know, got himself a negative COVID test and uh, right before the Europa League match. So I thought he was available to start, but Lobotka got the nod. Fabian, Lozano, Zielinski, and Senior Mertens. And I thought Petania was going to get chances. And I, I, and before the match started, I was thinking to myself, oh, maybe this is a mistake. Maybe we should give Petania the chance to to be that backup striker that we signed, you know, and, 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 and see some more from him. But I mean, I'm not going to complain, man. The two goals from, I mean, Dries Mertens, the two goals that he scored, he actually facilitated the first one too. I think his presence in the box just caused a lot of panic for, for Lazio in the box. And Zielinski's shot just was so powerful. And then yeah. he's another one on a run of form. Like, like, that started off kind of slow. Um, uh, so, so, so foot mob gave Ospina a 7.5. Di Lorenzo an 8.3. Uh, Kulibali a 7.5. Mariri a 7.4. Uh, Lobotka 7.9. Fabiana 8.6. Lozano an 8.1. Zielinski an 8.3. Insigne an 8.3. And Dries a 9.0. Ramani's the only one that got a 6.7. Maybe because he didn't really have the ball much. I don't know, but... I didn't really think he played that bad of a game, to be honest with you. Um, and we got an assist from Insigne, an assist from Lozano, um, uh, an assist from Di Lorenzo. It, it just was it was the perfect match Napoli could have played. Fabian is is playing out of his mind after a couple of games that he kind of kind of like like was a little lackluster in, um, and. And uh, we're seeing the Dries of old. I mean, the goal he scored against Inter last week to make it 3-2. He could have made it 3-3, but didn't. But uh, this Dries Mertens, I mean, Victor who? (laughs) I don't want to say that too loud. But uh, what what an opportunity for him to come back to the goal scoring that he had uh, of a few years ago. I mean, um, yeah, total... Total dominating performance. I mean, even from the from the the bench, uh, you had Elmas come in, Petania, Deme, Gulam, and Malqui. I mean, Elmas, Petania, and Deme came in and did pretty well. I feel uh, just a, just a, a fantastic performance overall. Um, do you realistically see Napoli winning a Scudetto this season? What What are your thoughts? And from an outsider, like I, because I know Milan are there. Let's take a look at Milan Inter. Napoli, who who of the three, and don't just say Napoli because you're on a show. No, no, no. It's <laughs> look, um, I, the roster is is strong. Um, uh, honestly, I um, I think it's it's between Napoli and Inter. Uh, honestly, I think um, you know Milan's done well, but I think when, when you look at kind of how they 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 tapered off 
um, the second half last of last season. season. Yes, yes, um, big. They're, they're starting to show some of those signs again, which is a little bit worrisome. Um, so I, I, honestly, when I just look at the rosters and then obviously the performances, I think Inter still has uh, a strong chance um, at it. And, and obviously coming off of Scudetto, there's, there's always confidence from that. Um, but if, if gun to the head today, I mean, it Napoli, look, the performance was, was brilliant. And I think the roster is there, like the lineup, uh, you guys have some strong depth to be able to lose Osimen and have a guy like and Gisa Gis- as well in the midfield. Yeah. yeah. Zielinski obviously is, is a, a class midfielder. Um, so it's just, if not now, <laughs> Then, then when you know the the yeah. open, um, obviously you, you, we see Juve is cracking. So I mean, it, it, today was a big, big uh, positive step because big of just that mm-hmm. mentality. It's it's yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys could have given up a couple goals um, and, and still won four two. Felt good about yourselves, but it was a real clamping down, and and, and that to me. You know, while we have some holes at, at Lazio, it, it, we're still a, a side where we shouldn't be getting blown out 4 0. So I, I think, um, yeah, I think you guys are the favorites right now. I still think it's going to be a fun race down the end because, you know, no matter what, there, there will be pressure. You know, I, I mean, there, there will be pressure. And in Napoli, obviously, um, not having won in, in so long, that pressure is going to mount. And so it'll be really interesting to to obviously follow you guys and see as 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 it becomes a lot more real and you start to get towards the end of the season, um, how will Napoli manage those demons from from past years? You know, and, and and I think what goes to your benefit is that Juve. Let's knock on wood for everybody. Juve is mm, not in everybody it because I I think. I think that that could um, that could make that pressure a little bit tougher. Should you guys be in a battle against Juve just just because of history and what's happened before? And and to me, that stuff matters because you know that's 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 such a weight, and players feel it. You know, and players feel what the fans feel, and so I think that helps that Juve is, is not in it uh, because. You guys are going up against teams that aren't as, you know, obviously Inter won it, but Inter have a new manager. Obviously they, they've got a, uh, new players, you know, and, and so I think it's there for the taking for you guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think I like what you said about if not this year, then when it, it felt the same way with the Saudi year of 2017, 18, um, we really thought the year of the uh, mutiny that that was our season. Everybody's team, except for Lazio and, and Atalanta, uh, all the big wigs there had new managers, new systems coming in, new players. While we stayed, you know, with Ancelotti and the, the core base of the team, we had just went to um, uh, Michigan and, and Florida to watch them play. And the first time that they were in the States, they lost both times to Barcelona, but still we were on a high uh, on this podcast and it, it really just didn't happen, you know, and, and, and very disappointing. Um, 
and I think you're right. If not this season, then when? And even even though Spalletti coming in this season, you know, a new manager, a new uh, sort of a new system, a new a new guy, you know, a new presence. Um, I I had us finishing third at first, and then second after the after the um, uh, Mercato because of you know who went where and what happened, you know, where, where everything fell. But, um, yeah, I think this has to be the season to do it. I mean, uh, it's not enough anymore just to qualify for champions league. It's not enough to win a Coppa Italia anymore. It's, it's just not for me and, and, and for Napoli fans alike. Um, but yeah, man, Hey, listen, we're going to let you go. Cause I know you got to run and I thank you very, very much for coming in. Um, and talking to us about Lazio, talking to us about Napoli, the Italian national team. Sean, can you plug yourself and the things that you do for our listeners, for our viewers? Yeah, first, thanks for having me. You know, th- this was a lot of fun. Wish it could have been uh, under uh, a little bit of uh, different circumstances for myself, but well, well, well uh, deserved victory uh, for Thank you guys you. today. Um, you, yeah, I. Uh, so uh, you can catch me uh, on my personal uh, Twitter account at Sean underscore Macintosh. Uh, and then uh, me along with uh, a few other great Laziali um, run Lazio World. So you can catch that at Lazio World on Twitter. We, we've got a host of different podcasts, including Lazio Lounge, uh, weekly stuff on there, you know, which uh, you can find that on every platform. So we're on Twitter, uh, on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, you name it. So um, those are uh, some great places to catch some some good Serie A and, and Lazio content. Awesome, Sean. And you also do some stuff with uh, Charlotte FC. Yeah, so uh, brand new MLS team coming yeah, out. Yeah, brand new MLS team. We kick off in March of, uh, or I guess February of 2022. So we just announced our inaugural home match on uh, March 5th against the LA Galaxy. But Charlotte FC, we are the new MLS team here in the United States. I am the chief fan officer for Charlotte. Um, I am uh, in charge of really everything from a fan experience uh, side. So uh, I've, I've had the opportunity of, of going around uh, the United States and, and now even around the world, uh, taking in some some of the best fan experiences and, and big soccer matches around uh, just to, to obviously, as we start building ours out, um, getting a, an input on that. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, if you don't have an MLS side or if you're based out of the U.S., I encourage you to uh, follow Charlotte FC and, uh, you know, it should be a lot of fun as we get ready to launch this thing. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but was it you that had something to do with an ECHL team as well in hockey? Yeah, uh, prior to, to coming here, I, I ran yeah. um, uh, an ECHL team, the Norfolk Admirals, uh, as their chief. Yeah, Norfolk yeah. Admirals. Yeah, yeah. 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 We have the uh, Adirondack Thunder just twenty yep. minutes north of me. Yeah, we yeah. go all the time. Actually, and you go just, to um, you, you're a big NYCFC fan, right? I am a big NYCFC nice. fan. Nice. So he, really fast, I was a Metro Stars fan from the onset, 1996. Um, they were really horrible. <laughs> I mean, especially from when they transitioned from the Metro Stars to Red Bull, and yep. then. You know, they won a couple of, you know, uh, uh, supporter shields or whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, and and that was cool. But I, I had said to myself, if, if the Red Bull, if the Red Bull don't win the MLS Cup before this NYC starts, I mean, they're in the Bronx. I'm from Yonkers. 
they had Pirlo coming in. How could you not? You know, they 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 just appealed to me the the colors, the the just the city feel. You know, yeah. the, the fact that they wanted to build a stadium in the city and stay in the city. For me, it just appealed to me, so I converted to an NYCFC fan. Yeah. I pay attention to Red Bulls. I I actually know. Uh, John Wallinek's brother-in-law very well. He's a client of mine. He comes in, gets a haircut. Uh, we talk all the time. I met him once, and uh, he was really surprised that I knew who John Wallinek was. He's actually the manager of Red Bull Two right now, um, but big-time, you know, Metro Star Red Bull player, and was just super- like, you know, John Wallinek. How is that possible? But I did. I knew him. I knew who he was. We used to go all the time. But yeah, man, uh, uh, NYC, and they have their uh, what is it? The second round match against yeah. Atlanta this Wednesday, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're playing. Um, no, it's not. A, it's not against Atlanta. They're playing um, against New England, who is the top seed. Right. It's New England. They beat. Yeah. They just beat Atlanta, did they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They yep. beat Atlanta. That's right. So, big, so top big, seed big New England. Run. Yeah. Yeah. That's another team that's really done not much <laughs> since no, the they, onset of yeah. Yeah. Of the so I, I love that you um that you follow it. I I think you know it, it's easy for uh you know a lot of not just cultural fans but uh, European soccer fans to to scoff at it. I look, I love this game. Um, absolutely, yeah, man. I'll, I'll go see any level of of that's this it. game wherever it is. I, I'm a big proponent of supporting local and, and go out there and and look. We can't go to to uh, Diego Maradona Stadium or Stadio Olimpico <laughs> every, every day. weekend. So, you know, for me to get my fix uh, and, and and be a part of that experience in the game here in our backyard, highly encourage uh, people to uh, to check it out. Well, there you go. Maximus 1318 and Abel. Been trying to get into MLS. Maybe I will follow Charlotte. Listen, Charlotte's got the right colors. They do. They're, 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 they got the right colors. They're a new team. Why not, Maximus? Do do it. That's what I did for the red, for the NYC. That's what I did. So get on it, my friend. Get on it. Sean, I want to thank you again very, very much for coming in. I appreciate it. Good luck to Lazio the rest of the way. I hope we can see each other in the Europa League. That would be cool. Farther down, uh, obviously, maybe in the final. Um, and maybe we'll have you back on for the second match here at the Olympico. Why not? Yeah, glad to do it. All right, Rafa. Thanks, buddy. Take care, my Appreciate friend. you, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Ciao. All right, you guys. That was Sean McIntosh of Lazio Lounge, the Laziale, uh, you know, various things. Charlotte FC, really cool. Cool dude. I, I actually really enjoy his, uh, com- his, his pieces, his conversations. But, guys, let's, let's get to it. The Rafa post-match, <laughs> the Rafa Napoli post-match. Beast of the match. I saw a few people in here. Thank you very much, Maximus. I appreciate you. I appreciate you joining too, first timer. Uh, please follow us uh, on Facebook, uh, on uh, you know YouTube. You have the YouTube. Uh, we also have podcast audio. These all go to audio anywhere you like to download your podcast. So Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, Spreaker, uh, you know, name it. I think YouTube, our YouTube channel does it in audio only again. Also, um, just a whole bunch of different places. So we had, I put it out there. Who's the beast of the match? Who do you got? Mateo Casales says Lobotka. Maximus here says Chuki. Uh, I have a different take. Alice says Cheeto. I have a different take. Let's go. Who is the Napoli Lazio 4-0? Beast of
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For me, it's Fabian Ruiz. Yes, I think Fabian had an incredible, incredible match today. I think the the passes that he strung, the 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 vision, the space he opened up, the the winning of the balls back, the the playing up when he when when uh, when Zielinski came off, the goal that he scored. It, uh, it kind of allowed him to score a goal. He went he went a little bit further up. Just an amazing game from him to me all around. I think he played so great. Uh, uh, the pass that to pass to Chucky um, before the the Mertens is uh, uh, um, before Mertens is uh, uh, second goal. Just amazing. Just amazing for me. Um, yeah, for me it was Fabian. Yeah, uh, not gonna really go more into it. I just think he played so well. I think, I think the whole team, if the whole probably should have just got a team photo of the starting lineup because for me, the whole team played so well. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, if you guys agree or not, let me know. But you know, th that's to me, you know, um, um, Mateo says, I see it, he was great, his work easily stood out to me. That's why I felt differently. Um, yesterday, this is what happens when they give Fabian some space. That's true, Ali. That's very, very true. Um, we've been saying that a lot here, you know. But, guys, uh, I'm going to leave you guys with this, with Fabian as the beast of the match. Um, I really, really hope that you guys enjoyed today's show. Uh, Sean McIntosh, you can uh, uh, find him at Sean underscore McIntosh. That's S-H-A-W-N underscore M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. Uh, check him out, even though he's a Laziale. If you guys are national team uh, fans, you can watch his stuff. Also, support him in Charlotte. Why not? You know, even though I'm a New York City fan. Um Maximus says no wrong answer. Alice says crazy how just before Merton's second goal, three guys were marking Fabian and two seconds later, he stands alone. Yes, absolutely. Sadi has some work to do as per Ale. Yes, he does. My friend, he does. Um, all right, guys, again, thank you very much for joining. Uh, don't forget. We have tomorrow night, Monday night, Napoli second episode, me and, Kencho Freddy, hopefully, cross our fingers, Marco Cubani Donofrio can join us as well. That would be real super exciting. And uh, then on Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, Napoli play against Sassuolo at Sassuolo. And then next weekend, Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, Napoli Atalanta at the Maradona. Two huge, huge match days. Um, we need to win those. We need to keep our distance from everybody else underneath us. Um, and hopefully it will work out for us. Uh, please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, join, download, whatever you got to do to follow our stuff. Twitter at Far From Vesuvius, YouTube at Far From Vesuvius Podcast, Instagram at Far From Vesuvius Network. Um, I'm at Rafanopoli83, and uh, we will see you all very, very soon. Join us tomorrow night, 9 p.m., for Monday Night Napoli. As always, Forza Napoli, sempre. <laughs>